past five weeks, we've been talking about the essential practices of the Christian life. You've heard all of them, worship and prayer, study and scripture, serving with love, giving and sharing the gospel. What remains to acknowledge, especially if we've just heard it in scripture, is the most essential practice there can be and the one who exemplified it. John 15, 13 says, No one has greater love than this, that one lays down his life for his friends. The reason we celebrate Palm Sunday and recount the passion or the suffering and death of Jesus in worship today is so that, as we've already stated, we don't skip over the most essential practice there is. Out of all the actions Jesus did to show his love for us, this is the one singular moment in time, past, present, and future, that most clearly demonstrates the depth and completeness of God's love for us. In the moments leading up to Jesus' death, he speaks from the cross. They're known as the seven last words of Christ, and you heard only two of them today. The rest of them can be found in the other Gospels of uh, Mark, Luke, and John. But nevertheless, uh, to review them just very quickly would be helpful to us. They speak directly to one or more of the practices that we've identified in the past weeks. And I'd like for you to consider how important uh, they were, how important it was for Jesus to speak from the cross, while enduring the torture of hanging there, Jesus musters the strength to say the things that he says. He utters powerful prayers, like Psalm 22, verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And also Psalm 35, verse 5. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And by doing this, he shows the importance of both prayer and scripture, those two essential practices, the first two we talked about. It's also remarkable to me that in the midst of his suffering, Jesus has the presence of mind to be more concerned about the welfare of his mother and John the disciples. We didn't uh, necessarily read that this morning, uh, but you remember the story of Jesus hanging from the cross and he turns uh, to his mother and to the disciple. And he says, woman, here is your son. And to John, he says, here is your mother. He wants to be sure they are cared for, much like we would care for our parents. And he anticipates the need and provides for that need that they would have when he is gone. Even from the cross, he shows the importance of serving, the third essential practice we talked about the practice of giving is not hard to note as we recall how Jesus gave everything the fourth and then finally we talked about sharing Jesus also did the work of evangelism from the cross as well he says in another gospel father forgive them for they know not what they do and to the thief on the cross today you will be with me in paradise. In these final statements, all of those, 
Jesus does indeed show how essential these practices are. All of these from the cross culminate, however, in the ultimate act of love, the most essential practice of giving his life for his friends. And yes, we are friends of God. They all point to Jesus' sacrifice for you and for me and for the whole world once for all time. Now, we can't do what Jesus did. We can't take away the sin of the world, even if we did give our lives. However, we can follow Jesus' example and sacrifice ourselves for one another in that same attitude. Now, I could run through a whole list, a long list of things we could do that would be examples for that, and you could probably come up with plenty of them yourself, but suffice it to say that simply the sacrifices we make should be characterized by placing the needs of others before the needs of oneself. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Forgiveness is what we needed. And he regarded his life as less important than that. The mother of a nine-year-old boy named Mark received a phone call in the middle of the afternoon, and it was the teacher from her son's school. Mrs. Smith, something unusual happened today in your son's third grade class. Your son did something that surprised me so much that I thought you should know about it immediately. And the mother, of course, began to get worried. But the teacher continued, nothing like this has ever happened in all my years of teaching. This morning, I was teaching a lesson on creative writing. And as I always do, I tell the story of the ant and the grasshopper. The ant works hard all summer and stores up plenty of food. But the grasshopper plays all summer and does no work. Then winter comes. The grasshopper begins to starve because he has no food, so he begins to beg. Please, Mr. Ant, you have much food. Please let me eat too. And then I say, boys and girls, your job is to write the ending of the story. Your son raised his hand. Teacher, may I draw you a picture? Well, yes, Mark, if you'd like, you may draw a picture. But first, you must write the ending to the story. As in all the years past, most of the students said the ant shared his food through the winter, and both the ant and the grasshopper lived. A few children wrote, No, Mr. Grasshopper, you should have worked in the summer. Now I have just enough food for myself. So the ant lived, and the grasshopper died. But your son ended the story in a way different from any other child ever. He wrote, so the ant gave all his food to the grasshopper, and the grasshopper lived through the winter, but the ant died. And the picture that Mark scribbled on the bottom of his page was a picture of three crosses. During the rest of this week, during Holy Week, we will recount the last days of Jesus' ministry, we'll reflect on his death, and consider the most essential practice of sacrifice. 
During the past five weeks, we've talked about how we can take steps forward in our own Christian walk, and surely we can do that by practicing what we've heard. But today, we are reminded that the greatest work we can do is not which that benefits us, but rather the sacrifices we make on behalf of others. Paul said in Romans 12, verse 1, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. We do that by giving ourselves to God and loving our neighbor. It's simple to understand, but challenging to live. are to appreciate the message of Easter, we must first appreciate the message of the cross. <clears throat> we must hear the story again of how Jesus suffered and died, and how he gave everything, everything he had, so that we could be saved. We must accept the crucifixion as necessary, however brutal and violent it was. So, as you contemplate the death of Jesus this week and all that it means for you, how will you respond? How will you show your gratitude? The gift of salvation cost Jesus his life. He gave everything he had. It was the ultimate sacrifice and expression of his love. There is no greater what are you willing to sacrifice for Christ and for others as an expression of your love? Amen. So just a very quick reminder that on Thursday we will have Maundy Thursday service. Again, recounting some scripture and the last moments of Jesus' life and uh, what it means to be a servant. Uh, and then on Good Friday, uh, to really come to grips with uh, Jesus' death and what that means for us so that we can be prepared for Sunday. Um, so I'm hoping that you'll take time this week, even if you can't be with us in worship for those two days, to really think about what it means that Jesus would suffer and die for you. It's an important piece of understanding what Easter and why Easter is such a joyous so